Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, Gibson Brands. Hey, everybody, this is me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death that you have joined us to talk about some awesome guitar stuff. We love it. We're glad to be here again this week. I guess living is great, um, but just uh, being here. Uh, the summertime is always dodgy to try to nail people down to, to yeah. get things to do. So You got to cut the grass sometimes. You got to cut the grass sometimes, yeah. I That's guess right. So. Uh, unfortunately, Rob is uh, up to his literal eyeballs in tubes and amplifiers, amplifiers and he's uh, working very hard to try to get uh, to try to get things back to his customers so he wasn't able to join us tonight uh we miss him terribly and i know how much he truly misses us <laughs> yeah <laughs> i couldn't even get through that one <laughs> nice good straight face you like that uh anyways yeah we've got a great show because we've got a very special guest online special guest who are you uh, I am Ian of Collector Emitter. Ian of Collector Emitter. Ian Pritchard. Just a, a real brief, like, where can people find you? So as they're listening along, they can kind of dig you up. If they're not already familiar, which would be crazy, but go ahead and tell them. <laughs> yeah, uh, you can find me on YouTube. The name of the channel is Collector Emitter, and I post um, uh, pedal demos there. Yes, Collector slash slash emitter yeah yeah my kind of uh not not a very good googleable name but well it's it's especially if you can't spell i kept on spelling it e-m-m-i-t-e-r and i was like what the heck? <laughs> it's e-m double t so yes. get, get that yeah. right everybody. and then also on instagram got a great instagram channel yeah yeah so um on instagram i am just ian pritchard which is probably even worse to find because uh, nobody can spell my name. Uh, but <laughs> I'm sure that you can find the link to my page through the Guitar Knobs page. Are you going to switch that over to Collector Emitter at some point? I've thought about it a lot. Um, when I first started making demos, I was like, there's no reason to do this. I'm not <laughs> you know, anything anybody cares about. Yeah. And now it's too far where I would either have to have my personal Instagram with like, I don't know, nine years of pictures of myself and my friends <laughs> turn yeah. into the collector emitter page or start an entirely new one. Yeah. So, uh, probably not, but who knows? Okay. Well, so everybody just go look up Ian Pritchard and be done with it. Yeah. Okay. Or just click on the link. Yeah. So, uh, as he mentioned, does great demos of all kinds of gear, and uh, we do mean all kinds. So, we're going to talk about um, his backstory, and I, th you know, I'm very interested to hear from you about your thoughts as we talked before about, you know, trends that you've seen, where we are now, what you really love about things that are coming out right now, and where you think right. things might be going. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a couple of announcements. Ladies and gentlemen, we have had the pleasure and honor uh, from a little company called Positive Grid. They sent us a Spark amplifier. Nice. The Spark uh, is the uh, guitar and practice amp with Smart Jam, auto chords, 10,000 tones, and more. 
Yeah, I'll give yeah. you, I'll say more. Uh-huh. And uh, over the next uh, several episodes, you're going to hear us talking about this a little bit. So we're going to start off with our first impression. We're going to get into lots of details as we go. And this is very important because we're going to be giving away a Spark <gasps> Amp. Nice. Yep. Hey, who do you want me to impersonate? Um, you said my first impressions. Oh, <laughs> man, that's terrible. <laughs> I walked right into that. Yes, you did. So Tony and I have had the opportunity to play. Rob has as well, uh, but he's not here, so he'll weigh in on it later, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, th- I think, I got to be honest, I was a little bit skeptical. Well, me too. And, you know, we've heard great things, but we hear great things about great stuff all the time. The, it's hard to judge something until you've played it. Yeah. And I mean, Tony? I, I, I think, you know, so my initial impression, because I didn't have it hooked into my phone with the app and everything like that was I said, OK, well, this is a decent practice amp mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it's got some controls. But what really brought the thing alive was when I downloaded the app. Started messing super around, easy. super fast. Yeah, super easy. it's it's really it's really quite easy to use, and the things that you can do with the app just take this from you know a decent practice amp to something that is yeah you know you can learn lessons, you can play along. It will learn songs and give you backing tracks and things. Yep. Uh, if you want to download a song and you want to play along with like a Led Zeppelin song or something yep, like that. You can do that. You can do that. It's a, it is, I, I was really impressed. And, you know, even in when I was just trying it out without the Bluetooth connection, I was shocked at how much air was moving out of these little teeny oh, yeah. tiny speakers. I mean, this thing it looks like an amp head. It's smaller than a microwave, but oh, much smaller than a it's microwave. half the size of a microwave. It's a quarter of the size of a microwave. Two thirds. Okay, it was. No, it's, it's a, a third. third. It's, it's a third. third of the size of a, a third microwave. Of the side of a microwave. They can use that in their advertising. Yes. I think. Um, and uh, it's it's I I was a you loaf know, of bread. It's a little bit bigger than a loaf of bread for real. Yeah. I mean that's nuts. I mean, this is coming from someone who, you know, back in the 90s had uh, a Line 6 and a Pod and things like that, which were, for their time, pretty good. But I I have to say, I was really impressed with it. Uh, It's easy to use, easy to learn. And I'm an old fart, so, you know, getting me to try something new can be difficult at best. The connectivity for the amp that that we're talking about and the the app is is remarkable. I mean, it was... It, you turn it on, it's like, it just, it was automatic, it's like, dang, your automatic connection. And I even, I even hooked up, I wanted to play some music, and so with the Bluetooth connection, yep. it is, it's a great standalone speaker, too. It, it has, it's a full range guitar amp, it's designed for all levels of players, and I think something that's important that you just mentioned, is like, you got excited about that one thing, and I think a lot of amps and other things fall down when they say, we're going to make it like super hot rotted for this one particular use. Yeah. But because this has so many different applications and ways to use it, it's it's impossible not to find a way for this to to really work for you. I might go so far as to say as it is the Swiss Army amp. It really is. I mean, you're absolutely not wrong. Um, Trademark Tony Dudzik. Yeah. Guardian. I mean, it's a four. It's a forty watt <laughs> solid state combo amp. Yeah, it's cool. And I didn't even. And it's under three hundred dollars. Under three hundred bucks, and maybe even free for one of you if you when you sign up. That's we're right. We're going to give you that Sign-up. information. Win. Um, 
Parking is I, free. I, I would like to say my first impression, since you asked, Tony, uh, What was, about your first impression, Todd? <laughs> you know, you got, you came back and you said, wow, I was blown away. I opened the thing. I plugged it in. I didn't want to download anything. I, wanted, I was like, what is this right out of the box? After about an hour, I... I was just like, I can't believe I've been playing this for now. I don't want to stop playing this. I was really, really impressed with just, with none of the fancy stuff. No. Just the little amp, yeah. practicing along with it, just playing by myself. I, it had fantastic tone. It was great. I really did uh, enjoy it. And then, then I said, all right, now I'm going to start downloading this stuff. Um, I ran my board through it. Sounds amazing. Yeah. I was... I truly was blown away, and I, and I actually sent a message uh, to them, and I said, <laughs> I I tripped them up a little bit, and I said, I'm my my email said I'm pissed. <laughs> I'll actually uh, tell you this real quick. The subject said, kind of pissed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I basically just said, hey, I just want you to know that I'm kind of pissed. I got nothing done this weekend because of this <laughs> amp is amazing. And he wrote back and he said, I was actually really worried right there. <laughs> so anyways, um, it just goes to show uh, this is a, a really fantastic piece of equipment. And uh, we want to send you to a very specific place to get on the list to get one of these for free, okay? Get the number one practice amp out there. Uh, get one for a steal for yourself for under 300 bucks, like Tony mentioned. Or, and or, and or, why not and or? Can always use two. Sign up for a chance to win a spark amp at positivegrid.com forward slash guitar knobs. Nice. They're going to send set everything up. That and is sweet. Uh, we're going to go for about six weeks. Yeah. And then we're going to announce it. Well, We're working on the I, dates right now. I but. can't wait to talk more about this because, you know, we wanted in this time just to talk about our first impressions. Yeah. But I think there are some very specific things that we can get into that. You we, better believe we're so. going to. All right. So thank you to Positive Grid for sending us that amp and checking it out and uh, for setting, for giving the opportunity to one of our Lucky illustrious listeners. listeners to win one for themselves. I also wanted to do a little shout out because we've got we have fantastic audience out there and supporters and mm -hmm. one of them and we've got great builders now when those two things connect it's magic it's like disney dust it's kismet yeah so this is from anders gunderson uh a new supporter of ours on patreon nice he says hi knobs just want to send you a little note I thought your episode with John from Very Good Ampco was freaking excellent. So excellent, in fact, that I bought his next run of the EP drive without ever hearing it. Wow. There you go. Reckless? Perhaps. But it's just such a good pedal. Exactly what I didn't know I was missing. The overdrive side works beautifully as an always-on clean sound. Just a touch of compression and a bit of sparkle. Really breathes some life into things. And the boost side gives it that extra oomph to cut through a mix when you need it. Or just add some volume and a bit of punch. Maybe the best thing I can say about that is, before getting it, I never understood why transparent drives were such a thing. I just didn't get it. If you want a clean sound, just play clean, right? Wrong. By the EP drive from John. Anyway, just wanted to say thanks for having him on because not only did he seem like a great guy who I'm happy to support, 
but I also would never have heard about him for his company or his company otherwise. Yeah. Side note, I think the episodes you've had with Pedal Demo folks, <coughs> Ian, uh-huh. have been pretty interesting as well. Would really like to hear Spiral Caster plays pedals on an episode. If you can make that happen, we'll look into it. Yeah. Not sure if you've seen his stuff, but one of my favorite demo guys out there. Definitely checking it out. All the best, Anders. Thank you so much for sending that. We thank, love hearing that. Thanks for supporting the community. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for supporting the community, the builders, all that, all that stuff. I love it. Um, Ian. Yeah. You have played that pedal, I'm quite sure. I actually haven't. Yes. I've played a few different similar EP booster type pedals, uh-huh. but that is one on my list of things to eventually buy for myself. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. It's it's crazy, crazy good. Um, and super nice guy to boot. Yeah. So if you haven't checked out that episode, make sure you do. All right? All right. Um, listen up, everybody. We're going to find out what has been going on in our music worlds this week. Tony Baloney is going to start us off. And then we're going to check in with our friend Ian and uh, find out what Jared's up to, too. See how many Oreos he's uh, <laughs> eaten in the last 15 minutes. Manila Oreos. Jared, how many licks to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Are they from Philippines? Or is I, think it they're, I think they're vanilla. They're not envelopes. Vanilla. They're, they're yeah. cookies. I'm pretty sure. They're Nillas. They're Nillas. Nillas. No, those are Nilla wafers, uh, not Nilla Oreos. Yeah. Go get the package and get the name. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tony, tell us what you did this week. This week. So, you know, in my (laughs) never-ending quest for guitars, um, this is another great example. I think we've talked over the last couple of weeks about, um, you know, Eastwood guitars. Yes. And uh, back in the 60s, uh, Martin uh, sent out or or made a fairly unpopular and... uh, and, uh, Obviously, they didn't sell well, but they were uh, semi-hollow acoustic guitars. Or full, actually, they were full-hollow acoustic guitars. Uh-huh. Um, Eastwood, uh, a couple of years ago, put out their version of it, which had a ton of improvements over what Martin did originally. Um, and in particular, the neck joint and all sorts of things. Um, and, and as we've said, oftentimes the, the stuff that Eastwood puts out is indeed an improvement for the most part over uh, what they are replicating or trying to yeah. pay, and ho- pay homage crazy to. crazy affordable, too. And crazy affordable. So um, they did what they called the Eastwood F65, which was loosely based on the Martin... F65 slash GT75. They had a couple uh, versions of it. It's basically a double cutaway, full hollow. Um, and um, and just that's an electric. It's an electric Martin. Yeah. So not an acoustic guitar with electric pickups. Right. It's a, it I was can see there. why it didn't sell. Yeah. Well, it, you know, but they, they tried. They did. And they didn't make a lot of them. Um, so those, of course, now if you can find them, they're you know anywhere from three to five to eight to ten thousand dollars, depending on the model and condition. Um, I saw one of these, and it was one of the Eastwood Custom at the time. They do a special kind of a, a crowdsourcing fund, you know, GoFundMe kind of thing to to build models. And this was one of them. And I said, huh, I should probably do that, but I never got around to it. So I found a used one. 
in really really good condition um, at a uh, at a at a guitar center in California, and it was priced incredibly well, and um, so I picked it up, and I'm very very happy with it. it came in. Um, Really good condition, sounds good. Uh, I did change out the tuning machines, which I often do on on those models, and made some you know uh, you know aesthetic improvements. What like, color is it? It's a orange sunburst, oh. uh, which is very cool, and uh, it's got single coil pickups. Originally, the original ones would have had the uh, Armon pickups. You got to bring it in. I will uh, now that I have a case for it. Um, but anyhow, so I I, I contacted uh, Mike Robinson from uh, from Eastwood, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, hey, just how many of these were made? And he told me that they only he thinks they only made thirty six of them. Wow! So not only is it a cool, inexpensive guitar that plays and sounds really good, it's it's you know very rare in my opinion. Yeah, and you got it used. I got it used, so uh, I got a really good deal on it. That's so, killer. So I'm very happy with that. So that was that's what I've been monkeying around with this. Where'd one. you buy it used? I got it um, through uh, Guitar Center used. That's right. You mentioned that. So cool. Yeah. So every once in a while, I, you know, poke around on there just to see what's floating. Yeah. So good solid, stuff. man. Solid. Shout that's out a to good Eastwood. One. Right on, Ian. How about yourself? Uh, so this week I bought a Boss RV2. Um, I believe if I'm, uh, correct, it's the first digital reverb pedal that was ever released. Um, and it's cool. Uh, I bought it on a whim. A friend of mine kind of bullied me into it and it's awesome. Uh, so that was a good pedal day yesterday. The same day in the mail came the, um, Devi ever, uh, I don't know how to pronounce the location in England. I think it's Simru or something like that. But uh, oh yeah, that's uh, Welsh. There. That's uh, Welsh for Wales, actually. Oh okay, I'm a bad uh, Welsh person then because <laughs> I did not know that at all. <laughs> uh, so this guy, Life Is Unfair Audio, he mm-hmm. licensed the Devi Ever name. And now makes a few of her old pedals. Uh, yeah. And he's making the shoegazer again. So I figured I'd pick that up from him. So that and the RV2 both came in yesterday awesome. at the same time. And I had a really fun time, probably annoying my neighbors with the loud, uh, distorted reverb <laughs> and feedback noise and whatnot. That's awesome. I have the. Uh Torn's Peaker. Yeah. I th- think it's that's like one Torn's half speaker, of the get it? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, thing. She is... was very clever with her names. Yeah, very. And I uh, actually really love the artwork. It was the sort of the, the, the uh, manga kind of yeah. stuff on the front. It's cool. Anyways, uh, well, that sounds like a great day. Glad you had that great day. Pedal day. Jared. Uh, I'll tell you what's going on in my guitar week. It was fear. So, (laughs) (laughs) what? (laughs) It was fear that I had lost two of my guitars. What? Um, Yes. The last time I was home before this last time, so the last time before the last time, um, I decided, hey, I want to take my pink Paisley and my purple 
1990 or so uh, Strat Plus to Nashville. And um, the Strat Plus, I've, you know, I've, I've loved that color purple forever and their sentimental value to that and the pink paisley. Not to mention um, a wonderful purple sparkle pick guard. That too. Um, but actually, that's on my blue sparkle. Oh, it's not on you the You should call one. it the Grimace. Strat Plus. <laughs> yeah, it could be. We can call it the Grimace. I like that name. Okay. There you go. Uh, so anyhow, I, I I did bring them back, but when when I was home over this, I was home for about four or five days, about four nights, I think, um, getting a uh, haircut. Right. Also, no, I didn't get a haircut. <laughs> I, the power of suggestion. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Um, I got to be careful there. Uh, no, I, I came home to empty out a storage unit that I was just paying a lot of money for the stuff. I have the room at the house to whatever. So I yada yada. So I got that done. Um, but I was like, where are the pink and the purple? I didn't see them at the house. I didn't remember getting them out since I had brought those guitars to Nashville. And I was like, did I take them to Nashville? I don't remember seeing them. I think I was looking for them, but I didn't open the cases. So I started to get scared that I had lost those two guitars. And I'm like, what could have happened to those two guitars on the way down? Did I stop to get gas, leave the truck unlocked, and somebody hurry up and yank those two guitars out of my truck and with – when I went in to use the restroom, I don't know. I mean, I, I was getting scared. So when I got back to Nashville today, um, I went in there and, and I found them. And I, I got to tell you, I had a <laughs> a big old, uh, Careful. you know, feeling of relief came <laughs> over me because I was like, oh, here they are. Everything's accounted for. But, you know, for a few days, I was like. Did, did I lose those two guitars? Uh, yeah. The uncertainty. Oh, the problem is having so many guitars. I know. I know. Well, it's not always all that great. So, yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you found them. It's terrible. But yeah, I, I got them. But, uh, and another thing, my uh, one of my good friends that is one of my uh, throughout life friends, my friend Mark uh, Belcher came down. Oh, uh, to Nashville, and he's down here hanging out until Saturday. So nice. Um, and uh, some crappy things that happened on the way back is that the air conditioner decided to not work anymore. Mm. So it was in kind your, of a warm. It's rough in the yeah. It was a oh, boy. it was a warm uh, forty minutes. It was only forty minutes of no AC, but it did get pretty warm by the end of the drive. Well, yeah. that's good. You probably dropped but, a few uh, pounds on the way down. Mm-hmm. Possibly, I doubt it, but picked him up as soon as he got there. <laughs> All right, that's a good How about one, you, Todd. Well, I made a impulse purchase because uh, gig season. We're in the midst of it, and we got a couple lined up, and nice. um, I'm really happy with the tone I'm getting. Uh, and uh, I've mentioned before, I like to have um, on one wherever I'm at. I like to have a speaker cabinet, an extended extension cabinet on the other side yeah. of the stage. Good idea. Why? I'm not running stereo. It's not because I need to run things in stereo. It fills it's because the stage sound. If you, yeah, well, it fills the stage sound, number one. But also, not everybody has a luxury of standing in front of 
of uh, the guitar player while they're while they're playing. So if they're over at the bass side, some might not call that a luxury. Well, you haven't been to my shows. <laughs> um, <laughs> so bad. Maybe I have. I find that I run into this at shows myself. So that was something that I said, look, I can combat this simply by putting an extension cab on the other side. And conversely, uh, my bass player puts an extension yeah. bass on. So we've got... That makes perfect it's great. sense. So no matter where you are in front of our stage, you got full sound. Does your drummer put another kid on the other side of the stage? <laughs> no, we should do that. Uh, anyways, so I went over to this to the new site that I'm semi-obsessed with. Um, it's not it's not a new site. It's new to me. Uh, Drew Foppy turned me on to it. Pro Audio Star. Pro Audio Star. Dot com. Dot com. Crazy good prices. Yeah. And as soon as you put some, like you put it in the in the uh, in the cart, and it's like Half almost price. instant discounts. So I got an extended. Uh, extended cab. I got an extension cabinet for my Supro Black Magic. I've been looking at these for ages. The a problem is that shipping usually costs a lot of money because they're you know it's a it's a camp it's a cabinet with a speaker and it. it's a little bit heavy, and then tax on that and everything. So normally it's like well over five hundred bucks. I got it for three seventy nine free shipping. I'm like get out of here. Nice. So and it showed up in two days. Fantastic. And yeah. it was it was a, a previously open. Someone bought it. They returned it. It's brand new. It works fine. It's all verified. I'll take it. Thank you. So uh, Pro Audio Star, check that out, people. If you want to get something, it's and and you know Sweetwater's great. All the places are great to buy things online. Whatever. If you can't get to a shop and find it yourself, um, and I am going to to switch out the screen, the 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 grill cloth on that to match what I've done with the original, my actual amp. So I put the black cloth on it and I'm going to put a, a new badge for, from the band and everything. So customize it, you know. Anyhow, so that's what's going on this week for Maw. Nice. Yeah. Uh, now, Jared? Yes. Let me get a little bit of that. Oh, you're going to have to save that. We're not quite ready for that. Anyways, Tony Baloney. Yes. How many sizes of cables do you think someone needs? Well, the it depends. Answer, you are correct. That's exactly what I I couldn't agree with you more. Many. Nine. Nine? Nine. Nine different lengths. That's German for no. That's correct. But not in this case. Three inches, four inches, five inches, six inches, eight inches, ten inches, fifteen inches, eighteen inches, and a whopping twenty-three inch. Wow, Jared, what kind of patch cables are these? These are tour gear design. That's correct. And my personal favorite length is the four-inch S shape. S. Now, what that allows you to do is go from a top mount jack top. to a side mount jack side. without twisting the cable all up, all goofy. Oh. Yeah, or vice versa. So it's shaped like the letter S. It's kind of shaped like the letter S, if you include the, the jacks. And they're flat as a... Crepe. Pancake. So uh, <laughs> make sure you go over to tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs and save 10%. Get one of each of those links. Get several. Don't just stop with one. Yeah. Get, get a, a ton bunch. Of them. Get, get a, a bunch. bunch of them. They're very affordable. You're they're very dependable. And you're going to save an extra 10%. Yep. And they're good people. Do All it right. today. Tour Gear Designs, thank you for sponsoring our four on the floor. Jared? Yes. 
Let me get a little bit of that. <laughs> that should be this. A little it bit changes of it every this. time. One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. Ian Pritchard of Collector Emitter. Tell us what your four on the floor is. One at a time, all nice and slow like. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I do have to say this was uh, excruciating for me to decide. I had a whole spreadsheet going and it took me forever. <laughs> um, it. it was really painful. So thank you for putting me through that. My first pedal for the four on the floor is the Death by Audio V1 Interstellar Overdriver, the one knob version. Oh, my. That sounds so very that's, specific. That's very yeah. specific. Tell us more. Um, the Interstellar Overdriver is their overdrive, but there's something about I've gotten really into the early Death by Audio stuff where um, it's much louder and much more unruly. Mm. And so the this how do you get a, more unruly than anything that they do? <laughs> you think it's not possible, but it is. Um, and this is the kind of pedal that will uh, anger your bandmates because you're too loud. But it's so great. It's just a one knob overdrive, but it responds to your guitar volume so well. It's really a distortion, an overdrive, and a boost all in one. Um, and it is like the perfect distorted rock guitar sound. So I'm gonna have to check that out. That like, I've not played that one. I'm a big, big fan, and I don't know if I could live without it. Well, that is the qualification. <laughs> right. All right. Number two. Number two is the Red Panda Tensor. Oh my Tensor. gosh. Um, I think this is. Maybe uh, the pedal I've fallen in love with most. It's a weird one. Um, I don't even know. I don't think Red Panda even knows how to describe it. Like, it's not a delay. It's not a looper. It's not a pitch shifter. But it's kind of all of those. Um, you can, like, independently manipulate time and speed and pitch. Um, and it has this short looper in it which is cool for it can do kind of delay single playback loop stuff, or it can do, you know, regular layered looping. Um, it is a lot of fun and I spend way too much time playing with it. <laughs> uh, you know, that's one of those pedals I've tried about three times. And every time I start, I just say, Nope, I gotta stop. I don't, I can't, it's not, I don't, brain broke I think I get that uh, comment or feedback or uh, you know whatever the most often because I'm constantly saying how much I love this pedal and then people who watch my channel or follow me on Instagram or whatever will comment or message me and say I don't get it like what how did you make cool sounds with it Yeah, and I don't know if I could explain how to do what I do with it, but it clicked with me in such a way that now I cannot imagine life without it. It kind of, I was a big fan of the DL4 and using the looper on that. And this sort of um, replicates some of that for me. So it just kind of worked right away. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, my favorite thing to do. <laughs> 
to really scramble my brains is uh, run run the tensor into the Zoya. Uh, and oh, <laughs> both of those, I just, I, I, I had to put it down and uh, I gave a, I gave a slight bow and I just walked away. I'm, yes. I'm done. Yep. I, I can't operate any, put them back in the box. <laughs> That's, uh, how to give a, uh, blues guitarist a headache. Just yeah. put those two in front or, of them. Or a simple ten like me. Yes. Uh, all right. Number three. Number three is the Alexander Pedals Sky 5000. Mm. Um, it is a reverb and delay in their uh, convenient Neo series format. Um, and it is probably their most simple pedal, but it just sounds amazing. It's The reverb will kind of go on forever. Um it's sort of going for that early digital, um, you know, late 80s thing, kind of like the uh, RV2, like I mentioned earlier, or like 80s rack gear. And it's, I'm a big uh, shoegaze dream pop guy. Mm-hmm. And that is like the sound. Don't even have to, there's no controls to mess with and get it right. It's just reverb volume and delay time and feedback and, it just works. That sounds like it would be pretty perfect for that. Actually, you're flipping your whole board. Sounds like that. Yeah, I mean, that was you know, I like I said, I had my whole spreadsheet and I had different themes and uh, how do I decide four pedals? And so these four, I think, thematically tie together. Mm. I was thinking of it as a whole, you know, pedal board to do a thing. As a whole, you know, you you were talking about your uh, the shoegazy bits. Um, I did want to give a quick shout to uh, Jeff, our, our pal Jeff Schroeder, just uh, released a new single, which I, I'm going to point you to it right now. Uh, in this, don't do the single edit, don't do the single version. Get the full thing <laughs> on on Spotify. It's it's called Hanem H A E N I M. Incredible stuff. Check that out. Um, I would love to hear. Actually, I'd love to hear what, what you specifically think. Yeah, well, I just saved he's, it. He's got one to more. My phone. Perfect. So I will listen to that. Yeah, I just didn't want to lose sight of that. I know you got your number four pedal rounding home. What is that? Yep, the final one uh, is the small sound, big sound team. Awesome fuzz machine. Ooh. <laughs> Gotta love that name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the perfect name. I could have said a different small sound, big sound pedal that mm-hmm. I like equally as much. Uh, Levi the Levin, you mean? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the team awesome fuzz machine. It is, I don't even know what kind of fuzz it is, but it's cool. It's, um, it's got a parallel blend that is kind of clean, but can be like kind of not clean. And there's a gated switch and it does all kinds of weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And the important part is it sounds good after reverb. Mm. So huh. round out the shoegaze setup and, um, you know, make the super distorted wall of uh, noise. Like That's I like cool. To do. That's awesome. I also heard um, the uh, the Massachusetts ah in there a little bit. The hard a. <laughs> yeah. 
He dropped really? out a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Heard it in there. Um, I've never been to Massachusetts. Yeah, I could have sworn I heard it. <laughs> Maybe it's the Philly accent that nobody knows about. Maybe that's the, it's just that one, that one sound. And that's the yeah. Philly one. Hmm. Um, okay, so that is a great four on the floor. Thank you for sharing that with us. And um, we need to find out more about you yeah. and how you got into this big, beautiful mess of guitarness and uh, gear and all of the demo stuff that you're doing. Uh, just a bit of trivia here. Let's see if you know your own trivia. How many demo videos do you have on Collector Emitter? Oh, I have no clue. 275. On my YouTube channel, it's got to be in the three or four hundreds. 305. Ah, well, I was close. That's, wow. what, that's what I counted. 305. That wow. is a lot of awesome demo stuff for our listeners to go check out. If you want to buy a pedal, Mm -hmm. chances are you might find that, uh, that demo on this page. Nice. Yeah. There's a high likelihood. Um, and, and it's all the good ones, all the weird ones. You got a lot of weird stuff on there, which is cool. That's what we like to, uh, you know, I'll hear all the neato stuff. So Ian, how, um, how did you kind of uh, decide that you wanted to get deep into the demo world? Yeah. Um, so I was, uh, I started my YouTube channel um, about four years ago and um, maybe six months or a little bit more before that, uh, I was in a band and we were um, growing. I don't want to say we were big, but we had a fan base and, uh, you know, there was potential for us, but then we got to that point that all bands get to where you either do that full time and make no money Mm. or we quit and get jobs. Mm. Uh, and so we did the second one, which was probably the right choice, uh, in the grand scheme of things, even though it would have been nice to keep doing that band but then i was stuck with no music uh output no way to kind of get out my creative energy so after um just messing around and posting bad cell phone videos on instagram i decided uh what if i make the cell phone videos slightly better and post them on youtube and I started making demo videos just to give myself like a schedule of I'm going to keep doing something musical, not you know lose that muscle memory, and uh, also give myself an excuse to buy a lot of pedals. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I did for a while, and it was just you know my after work hobby and. Then, you know, maybe a year later, I realized that people were actually watching it and um, builders started asking to send me stuff and it kind of grew from there and I started taking it a little bit more seriously too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I really just did it to have something for myself to keep uh, 
the you know musical uh, creativity flowing, and it ended up being uh, a little bit more than that by accident. That's awesome. Wow. That's usually how we hear things. It's uh, nobody sets out to conquer the world that they are right. walking through, but uh, everybody who tries. I mean, everybody who does tried. I should say that. That's a better way of thinking about it. If you don't try, you don't do it. That's correct. Uh, yes, exactly. I'm curious. You, you know, you mentioned wanting to be stay connected to the music, and I, I had a similar situation where I left California, and I was in. I was deep into uh, you know bands and and scene and, and connected with all kinds of musicians and you know all the stuff. And I moved to Minneapolis and I didn't really didn't have any friends out there at all. And I was yeah. just, it was like unplugged and it was like silence, you know, I felt a little bit lost and I was just like, you know, kind of playing in my, in my basement. I didn't exactly know what I was missing other than, you know, my friends. I felt disconnected from, from a, the greater community. Like I was very separated from it, not just to friends and not just playing, but all the gear and all the other people, just knowing that there's other people that are interested in talking about the same thing that I was. I'm curious to know if this was a similar thing that you felt. Yeah. I mean, I didn't uh, consciously think about the people aspect of it because I was really, um, I felt like musically I was, I, I try to write music on my own and it just never works the same way when I'm writing music with a band. Mm. But, you know, at that time, I didn't really want to start a new band and, you know, just start over. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was thinking about staying connected to playing and not losing the, um, you know, that skill of being able to sit down and write a riff, mm. um, you know, but... Eventually, I realized, um, you know, probably years later, once I was actually uh, kind of taking the demos more seriously, that, um, yeah, I do connect with a lot of these builders and then other demo people and um, even just people who are super into the gear and, you know, kind of frequent commenters and whatnot. Uh, it's it's kind of the same as showing up at, you know, some random bar gig or a show in somebody's basement and meeting a band you've never played with. And yeah. you like immediately become friends because you have something so specific in common. So now I have a bunch of cool friends who make pedals and, you know, do other pedal related stuff. So uh, I'm glad it accidentally kept me connected to that. That's, uh, I, I mean, I think that's why we all plug into these different outlets. Oh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because, yeah, you know, you, yeah, if you've, in your case, you moved and, you know, moved away from probably some folk friends that you were playing with or maybe have, you know, enjoying music together with. And it's a way to connect. And, you know, that's the one, one of the good things that the internet uh, provides is mm -hmm. a way for people to connect around the world, really, yeah. with, and have similar likes and, and dislikes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's especially important now more than ever because I, uh, the world is so small mm -hmm. that this idea that 
our social lives don't actually occur in person to the degree that it, that it ever really has. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of weird. And, you know, especially over the last year, that's been amplified even that much more. So knowing that we're able to connect um, with other people in our guitar community is, is really important. Yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing listening to uh, podcasts like this where you can kind of hear somebody's story. But it's also amazing, um, you know, like even just posting whatever picture of a pedal on Instagram and, you know, whoever, what builder or uh, just other person who's into this stuff comments. And, you know, you really connect with people beyond just the gear and start to form, you know, actual friendships, mm-hmm. even though you're not there in the same room doing stuff together. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, as far as the things that you have, uh, I think you probably gravitate towards the more noisy stuff. Um, yeah, for sure. What was, tell, can you share like maybe some of, uh, the, the, pedals that you have just either been blown away by that, you know, I, I, we know we did your four on the floor, but what, what are a couple that have just, you don't even like just sends you to the moon? Yeah. Um, so I feel like I kind of came from the, the weirder DOD Devi ever side of pedals back, uh, pre, um, Instagram mm. and everything. And so that's definitely what I connect to. Um, uh, you know, like I said, in the four on the floor, death by audio just always amazes me. Um, I used to go to shows at the death by audio, um, warehouse space, not knowing that they made pedals. <laughs> um, and so now, you know, I can kind of relive some of that with, the. You know, strangest fuzzes, um, and uh, my friend Alec uh, Mask Audio Electronics. Yeah, he I think makes uh, some of the most interesting fuzzes. Um, bec- it, it's almost like instead of recreating, as much as I love, uh, you know, a tone bender or a fuzz face or the classics. Mm-hmm. There's something really cool about. Uh, doing it all wrong and <laughs> like like something I really like about his fuzzes is on most of them if you turn the gain up too high it just breaks like it his one uh, I think it's the Titan where if you turn the gain all the way up it's somehow lower gain and it turns into an overdrive and I don't know if he can explain why but <laughs> it's just like you know, there's like this weird, like happy accident magic. Um, that dwarf craft was kind of like that. Uh-huh. And um, uh, let's see, uh, Malay's Forever. Um, he is kind of a a newer builder on the scene, and he has some some really cool, really weird uh, fuzzes and uh, weird noise. Who I know was on the show recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I just he just sent me both of his fuzzes, and they kind of the the fuzz it especially kind of. Um, it's pretty fun. Yeah, it really piqued my interest because it's. I feel like he is right on the line of classic and weird at the same time, um, 
where you know you have the toggle switch of do you want it to be normal or do you want to mess it up mm-hmm. and get a little bit weird and out there. Speaking of the toggle, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe it's just me, but I, I feel like we gravitate towards certain physical things with the gear. And when it comes to the pedals and stuff, um, what do you tend to gravitate? Like if you see a, a bunch of pedals in front of you, is there something that will pull you in specifically without hearing any of them? Yeah, um, I think I'm in the the minority on this one, but for me, it's a pedal that looks like it's bigger than it needs to be. Yeah, okay. Like, uh, you know, the the statement of saying, here's a fuzz, it's got, you know, two knobs or whatever, but it's gigantic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, probably inside the circuit board is tiny and it could have been crammed into a smaller enclosure, but it, it's almost like, you know, look at this one. It's, uh, it's big. It's going to be loud. It's going to, you know, there's, there's like a, a hubris to it that, you know, I usually find uh, they all kind of pull it off and they're, uh, there's some reason that they're bigger. Or maybe it's just psychosomatic and uh, bigger is better. There's more tone floating around inside. It's an air chamber. Yeah. Provides that. Yeah. Uh, ADD, ADD pedals does that. I, I love, <laughs> yeah. like, it's just like this, yeah. you know, <laughs> nice big box. And maybe it needs to be like that. Maybe it doesn't. Fuzz War, Death by Audio, is another one of those things. It's just a giant pair of cojones on your board. It's just like, okay, all right, all right, I, I submit. It's a giant exactly. box with a giant knob, and it's going to make that. It tells you what it's going to do without ever plugging it in. Yeah, yeah, especially when everybody's thinking about pedal board real estate and fitting as much as you can, which I definitely understand, and then saying, well, this fuzz is worth taking up the space of probably three pedals. Yeah. But it's good enough, so it warrants the size. Yeah. Yeah. Ian, you like uh, you like pedals an awful lot, but how about uh, in terms of what, 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 what's your go-to guitar and amp? Yeah. Um, I've gotten more into guitars uh, recently. I was always a kind of simple guitar guy, and now I, I've caught the bug a little bit. So... The like staple couldn't live without is a good telly. Mm-hmm. That's a safe you know, choice, man. That you can do nice so much. Simple. You can do so much with a Telecaster. Yeah. So, um, uh, what's yours always like? Always got to have a telly. Uh, I have a made in Mexico. Uh, I think it's a player series. It's kind of this mystery telly I found used at a guitar center, um, and clearly it was upgraded. And the guitar center employees didn't know anything about it. So it was priced to be a player series Telecaster. And in reality, I opened it up. I looked at the pickups, no markings on them, nothing. I have no clue what is going on, but it just sounds phenomenal. And it plays right. It was beat up and it's kind of worn in a little bit for me. So... That's kind of my one. It's funny. It's my cheapest guitar, and that's yeah. my one special one. Uh, what's your color combo on that? That is black body, black pickguard, and a maple neck. Mm, that's that's a handsome guitar. 
Yeah, it's a good looking <laughs> we all guitar. Picked, we all saw it in our brains, right? They were like, yep, <laughs> I know that one. Yep. Awesome. How about uh, in, uh, your amps? What do, you, what do you like to go into? Uh, amps, I, uh, I used to play, and I still have um, this amp, but I don't play it as much. I used to play a Music Man. Yeah. Uh, and so I have a Music Man 65. Oh, 65, and yeah. I'm really into that. Um, and then I got into the Trainer Solid State amps. Really? I've got a couple of those, uh, TS-25 and a TS-50B. But so, so you then, like you like the solid states more so than the than their tube series? Uh, yeah. Oh, I like the. Um, I've never owned one, but oh, I okay. like the tube trainer stuff. Yeah. Uh, the the TS series has that kind of weird Steve Albini preamp um, that is. It doesn't sound right, but they were trying to recreate tube with transistors, mm-hmm. so it breaks up in a weird way. Yep. Um, but that's not like you know, your workhorse everyday amp. Uh, so uh, after the Music Man, um, I was trying to find a smaller combo. And I got a Supro that I really like, the Keeley Supro. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I got, um, it's a uh, clone of a uh, Marshall uh, 74X, the 18-watt. Um, Marshall combo, uh, and so it's kind of like a weird Marshall Vox hybrid w- with um, EL84 power section, but more of a Marshall uh, preamp design. What model is that again? Uh, the 1974X. I think that's what it is. The 18 watt is what I've always heard it called. Okay. Cool. Um, and so this one I got um, by a guy in Philly who he's an amp tech, but he will kind of make one-off projects and sell them um, at a local shop to Pinto Guitars. Oh yeah, uh, he, yeah. he's um, he's called Root Beer Audio. So um, I got this clone of that, um, kind of a modified clone of that uh, 18 watt, and uh, that's kind of been my go-to for um you know maybe two years now i'm hooked on that sound awesome it sounds i mean from the description i mean i'm very interested in learning more about that we had Dupinto on not, not too long ago yeah oh really yeah uh, yeah those guitars are are so out there i love them yeah um and that's one of the the few cool guitar shops in philly um so I was like stopping by there. We got to get to Philly, man. We got a lot of people out cool. in Philly. Yeah, a lot of people have been on the show from Philly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's excellent stuff, man. So l- let's talk a little bit about where things are at right now, as far as um, where do you think you know in the needle? Uh, looking at the needle of where we are in the effects world, like we tend to see, you know, waves of, oh, everybody's, it's all reverb now. Ah, it's all tone benders now. Oh, it's all crazy digital, like everything in a box. Or it's an amp in the box. Where are we right now? Where do you think? Yeah, so um, I do play a lot of new stuff that's coming out. And so I think about this a lot, actually. Um, And I think uh, kind of coincidentally, this trend was happening and then, because of COVID, it was sort of amplified uh, for a few reasons. 
But I think where we're going is um, sort of a divide between affordable pedals and premium pedals. Uh, and when I say affordable, I don't mean like um, the OEM, uh, like, you know, Moore $50 right. Amazon Basics pedals. Yeah. I mean, like affordable boutique, like, you know, Mm $100, $150. So those are the builders who are just like, let me get a good surface mount circuit board put together. I can build a whole batch in two weeks and, you know, have these ready to go. And that says nothing about the amount of time put into the the design, but it's sort of the presentation of it. Mm -hmm. And then on the other end of the spectrum, I'm seeing a lot more of the premium handmade, whether it's hand-crafted enclosures or hand-painted enclosures or point-to-point pedals. Um, Like Spruce FX, I think, is a good example because he redid his whole lineup to have the regular production surface mount two pedals, Mm -hmm. the Arborist and the Gale, which Mm -hmm. are both great pedals. Yes. And then he did the premium series, which uh, the... um, the parks. His, yeah, the uh, National Park series yeah. where each pedal is limited and it's sort of this over-engineered, over-thought design and it's uh, this hybrid point-to-point circuit board thing. Mm-hmm. And you're, like partially you're buying the experience mm-hmm. and people connect to that and so you want to buy this premium thing because not only was it handmade and hand-designed, but they put in the extra 100% to make it an experience. Yeah, totally. I think that uh, the added experience and you no know, and getting, you know, what we've used on the on the show is the the fingerprint. You you know right who it's coming from. You've seen the the, the builds documented on Instagram. You may have even seen yours on there. And that's right. That's just an added yes factor (laughs) yeah uh, like I think people always talk about how the um, the pedal world is getting very saturated which I don't exactly agree with because um, you know if you look at larger industries like I don't know coffee mugs or t-shirts or whatever you know there's bigger industries that have uh, way way more um uh, companies and they're still thriving, but because there's sort of a quote unquote saturation in the pedal world, you know, these builders want to not only be unique in the circuit, but be unique in what can they offer to their customers and make them feel like part of the community. Um, sometimes that's like part of the, the packaging or the, the build, or sometimes that's part of, you know, just having, um, a Facebook group or you know something like that where you're actually talking to the person directly and you mm-hmm. feel like connected to what you're buying. Totally agree. I actually think that you know the the oversaturation part forcing us out of you know sort of like everybody jumping on and going, no, oh, I'm gonna do that too, right? And, right. and that that is where the oversaturation comes from. It's not that there's that many pedals. It's that there's there's a homogenization factor, 
right? Yeah. M- meaning that they're all kind of starting to be too similar. I think that's actually forcing us into being more creative. Yeah, I agree. Because um, it's like, how many rats are there? I love rats, and I probably own like five different rat-based pedals. Right. But it's been done. And you're going to buy five well, more if they're done right. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's something that people are interested in, and I'm certainly interested in. But uh, when you're new and you want to make your first pedal, it makes you think, well, hey, maybe I shouldn't make a rat because mm-hmm. that's been done. What's going to make mine stand out? What's going to get attention mm-hmm. to me? Mm-hmm. Indeed. Well... Tony? Yes. I was gonna, just going to say you could spell it ra- backwards and call it a tar. Yeah, that's a terrible idea. But someone's <laughs> going to do it now. <laughs> uh, you could put the whole circuit backwards. Yeah. And so it's the tar, <laughs> and you turn it on, and it does nothing. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. So I, I have two more quick questions for you, Ian. Number one, um, what would you like to see out there that um, isn't? Um. That's a good question. Maybe too uh, big of a question. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I always say, and maybe that's kind of just rephrasing what I just said, but I always say I like to see new ideas. Um, and so I like um, different approaches to, uh, you know, your standard analog dirt pedals. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. But I really, I think uh, with digital there's always so much potential because theoretically you could do anything. Um, and as much as I love the out there weird, uh, ambient glitch, digital granular pedals we've been getting the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. If you look at like, uh, synthesizers and Eurorack modular stuff and even plugins, um, places where maybe they have, um, more processing power, uh, or at least their products are more expensive so they can use the better processing chips. They're doing way more out there stuff. Um, and so I just love to see new ideas and not, oh, the new idea is this sort of uh, you know micro looper. So I'm going to do my version of a micro looper. But you know, uh, I think Old Blood Noise is very good about like they'll put out a pedal like especially the Dweller, mm. that I mm-hmm. think has caught my eye more than any other pedal in the last few years because they put it out and they're like, hey, here's a phaser, but there's a delay in between the phase stages. And it's such a simple concept. You hear it and you understand what it is, mm-hmm. but nobody had ever done it before. And it's so unique that nobody else could do it. Nobody has done the same idea since then. So just... You know, those kind of, I know that's a big ask to say, just come up with a once in a lifetime, extremely unique idea. Hmm. But uh, I think everybody's trying to find that. We're getting there. I mean, a lot of people are, but but that's not as easily attainable. So when they do, it's sort of like lightning in a bottle, you know? Yeah. Right. Awesome. Um, And then what is next? What's, What's the horizon look like for Ian? Um, that's a good question because uh, I never think about that. Um, I just kind of take it a day at a time and uh, you know film my demos and kind of keep working through. Mm. So um, I 
I've been doing two demos or two videos, I should say, a week for the last year or so. And so um, I'm trying to experiment with different uh, kind of sub-series where um, instead of just your typical demo where I'm walking through the settings and whatnot, I'm using things more uh, in context with other pedals and uh, mm -hmm. trying different ideas. Um, I think one thing that I sort of have the ability to do that others maybe, you know, like the regular typical guitar player is not devoting their time to is trying uh, like, well, what if I did this? Trying something different mm -hmm. and sharing. Like I did a video about a month or so ago with two tensors. Um, <laughs> and so what can I create with, with two tensors? And it turns out you can make a pretty cool reverb and you can make, you know, some, uh, weird sounds and, you know, whatever else. And, but, you know, to try that idea, anybody else would have to buy two tensors and I'm in yes. the, the weird position of I'm just having randomly two owning two tensors. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I would maybe need a large bottle of aspirin. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think maybe I uh, uh, gave people a few headaches with that video, but I had fun. <laughs> That's cool. Um, yeah, so I'm just I'm trying to try new ideas, demo new stuff, and kind of share and give some exposure to you know the new up and coming builders. That's what I always try to do. Yeah, and then try ideas of you know what weird things can you do with pedals that people aren't you know other than the typical uh pedal board order of you know overdrive into distortion into delay into reverb mm -hmm. awesome well it has been a delight hearing uh your story and we're thankful you have uh, shared that with us uh i will continue to look forward to your releases and uh, it's been it's been really solid man yeah. thank you so much and thanks for doing what you're doing too yeah That's, for sure you know it's helpful you know i know if i'm looking for something in particular there's a couple of places that i go to look to to see if there's you know a good demo out there and i think uh, you know what you do is really great yeah well, i mean thank you I, th I think it's it's cool that this community has kind of come together where we're all kind of sharing each other's stuff and, you know, helping out these ultimately small businesses who are making fun. It's important to remember that stuff. these are small yeah. businesses. These are people who are trying to do something. And what's even cooler is you're buying something that in a lot of cases is, you know, hand built by that person you might be chatting with. In almost all cases yeah. for, for both of our audiences, Ian's and ours. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, we're going to sidle on over to Nashville and see uh, what Jared's got for us besides a bag full of not Nilla, Vanilla, or Manila. I can't correct you. They're golden Oreos. Hey, Mark, did you want some of <laughs> You can't turn uh, off your... I've, your, I've, I've had them over. I've had these cookies. Mute your video. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I think you should leave it on. He sounds better doubled. <laughs> He's pretty good. Well, two's better than one. So, so I brought the bag over to be like, oh, no, I, I thought this said Nilla. And uh, it's uh, golden. 
I thought somebody said Nilla somewhere. That's why I wanted to get it. Well, there is and a Nilla wafer, him. which is different. Well, yeah, I know that. Anyway, I brought him over to read the package. Kept the package over on the on where I'm doing this podcast. The empty package, my, I might add. No, it's there's still some. <laughs> and Rob, uh, <laughs> Mark's over in there. He probably wanted some, and I have him over here. So so bad that he probably thought I was hiding them from him, <laughs> guarding them personally, guarding ne- them. Next time, buy two packs. Yeah. I, I we have another pack of Oreos. I got the chocolate ones to compare to these golden Oreos. They taste the same. I'm telling you. Well, I tell you what, you get a bowl of those in the morning with some milk over them yeah. for breakfast. You got that's breakfast yep. of champions. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Just well, you got to take a hammer and just ch- you know pound them up, and oh, yeah. so you have little bits. It's yeah. cereal size. So anyway, hey, how about this? How about we do a little bit of uh, Would You Rather? Perfect. So you're walking down the street and you're on your way to order your custom guitar that you've been saving for from your favorite builder. Once you discover that after selecting everything on the build, you can only select the neck of your choice or the pickups of your choice, but not both. You can't choose both because that's just the way it's going to be. So would you rather have the pickup selection of your choice? If you didn't choose this one, it's the opposite of your preference. Or the next size of your choice, the default would be the opposite of what you prefer. If you like thick, it's Ibanez thin. (laughs) Or if you like thin, then it's baseball bat thick. Jeez. So, and if you want a single coil, they're humbuckers. Exactly. Oh, so, man. I would probably never go to this builder. But anyway, that's <laughs> we're in the spirit. The, the spirit. We're in the spirit of would you rather. Spirit <laughs> of would you rather. So, you must choose. Side note, I would probably never go to this builder. <laughs> right. Because, uh, because of this. Y- yes. Yeah, clearly because of this. Obviously, yes. <laughs> uh, boy, that is. What a would great you rather one. have? And man, who what? sent that in to us, Mister Tig Harmon? Tig Harmon, thank you for that question. That's a doozy. It is. All so right, pick, mm. pick the better of the two crappy. Tanya, I would, I would have to say that. I mean, if you're going to have a playable guitar, you got to have a neck that you can handle. I mean, I've played some of those Ibanez kind of things that are just so thin and I and I I can't play them or the or the uh uh maybe the the frets are jumbo or too high or whatever and I just go, you know, every time I touch the string it goes yeah. sharp. Super thin neck, super jumbo frets. Yeah, I I I'm I'm going to say I can live with most pickups, uh but I think the neck has to be something that I can play. And plus, you can always change you out the pickups. Need to make room later. on Tony Island today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you can have the top bunk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm going with the I'm going with the neck to my specs and live with the. What pickups. is that neck to your specs? I mean, I'm pretty easy to please. I like a general C shape. You know, pretty much standard thing. I, I I used to like a little thinner neck, but the older that I get, I like them a little bit thicker. But I still then why didn't you just go with the the pickup and then why didn't you go with the pickups then? <laughs> I don't care about pickups. 
I can, well, I can, I can, I can get what I need. It's his thing, Jared. No, I'm yeah, just but, saying. But I'm, you just said you're like, oh, I don't mind the necks. It can no, be no, whatever. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not super particular, but it does have to be a C profile. Okay. And I, and lately, I like, I like the neck a little bit thicker. Not a full baseball bat that some people like. Yeah. I, I like. I still prefer a, a, a little more kind of middle of the road fender neck feels right to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Jared, about yourself. Yeah, not. Th- th- I'm going to leave Tony on your island there, Tony Balonsky. Um I'm going to definitely get the pickups that I want and whatever neck. If you, I, I'm like Tony, like I don't mind about the neck, but honestly, whatever. As long as it's not so extreme, you can't put your hand around it or it's not so extremely but small you have that a baseball mitt for a hand so like I it do. really I've doesn't got a matter giant hand. it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter yeah so i'm i'm i'll live with the neck profile i've got um several guitars and they all have several different neck profiles mm-hmm. but um i think tony and i have a very similar taste on necks if you know if i do want to get picky i really i really like the same thing tony does Okay, copycat. Just, just for a no. That's because I respect you, Tony. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not uh, a hey, copycat. I'm, <laughs> hey, man, I'm just I'm putting some shade on your island for you, my friend. And <laughs> shade is in a good way. All right, nice. Ian, how about yourself? Uh, I think I have to go with the neck. When you were reading the question, I was thinking, well, my neck preference, I'd probably be fine with the standard neck. But then you said it's the opposite of what I would like. And I couldn't live with... If you chose pickups, yes. Yeah. So I couldn't live with a neck I hated. Uh, And maybe this is a loophole, but you could always change the pickups later. Loophole. It's easier than changing the neck. You can't. And then not the world that would you rather. Even if you can't change the pickups, I still got to go with neck. Because I've had guitars that I love that sound good. But the neck is just not, uh, it just doesn't feel right. And yeah. I don't pick them up. Yep. It's a yeah. good point. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, like I said, if I, if they're, if the frets are too, too, too jumbo or too tall, I go, I mean, if I play it, I go sharp. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I do not have the feather touch. No, neither do I. What about you, Todd? What do well, you Well, I'm, with? I'm, I'm going to, Paddle on over to your island there, pal. I the neck is is one of those things. It's it's I think maybe something that Tony might have been trying to say was uh, (laughs) that I would say is that it's not the ones that I want to play. It's the one I'm very um, acutely aware of the ones that I don't want to play. There you go. Right. And in that case, that's uh, that's what I'm doing because I've got. I play all kinds of different pickups, and I like the yeah. sounds from all those different pickups. Right. But you're not going to pick it up if the neck sucks. Period. So is that th- three three That's people three. on my island? That's and three. That's Jared the first time is in a long on, time. Is on Jared Island. Yeah, I like Shocker. it. Uh, all right. Well, that was a good one. Thank you, Tig, for sending that in. Uh, we're gonna. Say a few thanks real quick, and then uh, we're going to say goodbye to Ian and let everybody else uh, get on with their day. So, Tony? That's right, Todd. At this point of the show, we like to thank a very special group of people. We love them. These are our executive producers. That's right. 
Uh, and how do you become an executive producer? What is an executive producer? An executive producer makes this podcast possible. Exactly. How do I become one? Go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Check out uh, the couple of different levels in which you can participate and become a patron, a sponsor of this very podcast. That's right. Each level comes with a great bevy of thank you gifts. Things like t-shirts and barefoot buttons and pics and stickers and all the good stuff. Mm -hmm. But as an executive producer, you get all the great stuff. And one thing more, Jared. You get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing. And that's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers. Do it. Tom Brazen, Darren Gregory. Doug Christ. Michael Van Zandt. Ken Sayers, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Anthony Lathrop, John Anglin, Brad Partridge, John Esterly, Justin Jones, James White, Matt Hart, Bill Gola Guitars, Richard Kendall, Tig Harmon, John Jackson, Jason Rausch, Gary Cooper, Mark Garten, Elad Mazrahi, Mikey D. Trevor Gunberg, Rick Calhoun, Anthony, Anthony Gemolero, and John Halverson. Right on. Hey, thanks, that John. Wait, 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 wait. Because there is a very special group of executive producers. We call them our Grand Poobas. Oh, yeah. These are the elite executive producers. They hang out oh, yeah. in the penthouse suite in their individual hot tubs drinking special... Grand Pooba drinks. Yep. Orange Gatorade and whatever you want to mix with that. <laughs> Usually vodka. Vodka is a good yeah. mixer with Orange Gatorade. So special, special, special thanks to these Grand Poobas. Uh, Jonathan Jerusic, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Science of Sound, Cody Foster, Sean S. Yes. Tommy Manasco, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys. Tim Nowak, Tyler Rines, James Pennington, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, Johnny Morales, Mel Sanders, Bob Crouch, Sam Jett, Michio Murakishi, and Martin Cliff. All right. Thank you all so very much. Keeping our show going. We truly appreciate it. We could not do this without you. It, absolutely not. Uh, so much thanks. And if you'd like to join, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and uh, get on that. Get on it. Cool. All right. So we need to say a humongous thank you to Ian Pritchard of Collector Emitter. Thank you for joining us tonight, Ian. Oh, thank you guys for having me. This was fun. Yes, it was. That's what we we try to make it fun. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, And where can people find you again? Uh, You can find me on YouTube. Uh, The channel is called Collector Emitter. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. Uh, that is under my name, Ian Pritchard. And you can also find my music on Spotify and Apple Music and whatnot. Uh, that's just under the name Collector. Cool. Oh, cool. Be checking that out on the way home now. Awesome. Cool. Collector. Um, and Tony? If you're looking for a new pick guard, you want to do something different, you want to change out pickups, you want to change out necks. Whatever you want to do, 
go over to pickguardian.com. Check out some of the wares that I have available for sale. But it's probably best to just shoot me an email. Let me know what you need, what you're doing, and I can give you some good advice, and I can take very good care of you. Mm-hmm. Pickguardian.com. Cool. Jared? Well, if you'd like to get a hold of me and ask me some questions about pickups, just message me through the uh, Guitar Knobs podcast uh, social media messaging uh, thing or McBobbers. <laughs> okay. The uh, Todd will let me... Yeah, and uh, I'll have fun answering your questions. Yeah. Nice. All right, you can shoot me an email, Todd at theguitarnobs.com. You can also DM me, as Jared just mentioned, at Guitar Knobs on Instagram. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Love to f- to hear your thoughts on the show and uh, in the guitar community at large. Um, and also, please send us your questions for Rob, because we're yes. going to have Ask Ooh. Rob Anything. And I mean anything. I wonder as what long his, as it's uh, ratings, his, you know, his flavor, or, or, favorite you know. flavor of, of Cheetos is. That could be a question. I'm going to ask him that. Okay. Or what perfect. about his favorite flavor of Oreos? Oh, oh, there you go. All right, you just submitted that. All right, that, we'll yeah. call that a submission. I, I okay. hope I hear the answer. You will. <laughs> we will. We will do that. Okay. Uh, all right, everybody, have a fantastic guitar week and subscribe. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> I hate to disappoint you guys, but. Uh, He's not from uh, Italy. <laughs> He's not from Italy. <laughs> He's not from Italy. Jared, it's a E in the colony. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. I'm stuffed, man. Oh, really? You can't eat two more cookies. Just another bottle. A wafer thin mint. <laughs> Just a wafer. You know, impression. Thoughts. Impressions. Thoughts. Impressions. I'm not recording that. They taste like chocolate ones, though. They taste like the regular ones. If you were, I'm gonna, I bought some chocolate ones too, so I'm gonna put on a blindfold. This is awesome. This is the best ever. He's, well, he's already eaten Why all of the this, vanilla what, ones. It's, it's not like we're asking you to take a math test. Just wait a goddamn minute. Gee, many Christmas. Oh. This is the worst test ever. Oh. Where's Uncle Robbie? Oh, gotta get some milk. That is true. We saw Jared's doppelganger the other day. That was really weird. Really? Remember that, Jared? I don't know what doppelganger is. <laughs> <laughs> it's your, your double. It's your double, yeah. It's German for that's your double. I'm not German. Holy I'm a pretty good... I'll, I'll tell you if they're different. I won't let the color change my mind. No, you have to close you your eyes. You have to close your eyes. No, God damn it. How am I gonna... Don't knock over the milk. Now, I'm going to try to squeeze this one out. And before that is a lot of wood paneling. Exactly the same. No, they're no, not. They're not. <laughs> That's no the worst test ever. You gotta you you can't put both of them in your mouth and go, yep, they're the same. <laughs> I'm gonna see if this red wine and this white wine taste the same by putting them both in my mouth. Yep, they taste the same. <laughs> Bye, Jared. Bye, Jared. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. They do taste different. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social, too, at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram, at Guitar Knobs. 
Catch you next time.